I don't want to pretend like I had any other option, you know, like it was low budget was the only, I mean, it was no budget basically, you know, it was like between, you know, the money that we went into it was just sort of pulled together from like, you know, like uh, working on commercials and, and corporate gigs, you know, um, I'm like a sound guy by trade. I do some DIT stuff. I've sort of stopped doing that now, but like that was kind of what got this whole thing going. And then also like, the other part of the no budget thing is having like a tribe of people, like a community of people in Chicago that are also like filmmakers in their own right and want to make weirdo cool stuff that they're passionate about, you know, besides our like, you know, corporate day job stuff. So yeah, it was just like a, a collective passion, you know, like of getting behind this like cool, crazy idea and then and, and making it happen. Do I think that if I had waited to like, try to find a budget for this if it would ever happen i don't i don't think so no i mean i think especially not this is my first feature so not having made this i think it would have been hard to get it made to wait around and get it made so and i think that's the only way you make cool stuff is if you like um actualize it you know you need you need support you need your friends and unifying behind behind it and, and pushing it through i think is the only way to make make cool stuff Welcome to Speak All Evil, the podcast you were warned about. I'm Trent here with Kevin, Kat, and Dave. Hello. 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 Hi. Follow us on Instagram at Speak All Evil Pod. Welcome back, guys. Woo. Hello. Yep. Had a nice little spring break, unplanned, <laughs> but uh, people start winning Grammy Awards and uh, getting promotions to corporate offices mm. and things like that. You find, next thing you know... Old horror movie podcast, maybe not the top priority of the week. This week, there's only one wrong way to do worms. Ugh, Jesus. That's to not do worms. <laughs> Talking about two new movies from late last year or later last year that flew a little bit under the radar, uh, unless you're an enthusiast, I feel like. If you're a genre horror film enthusiast, you, you might have heard of these movies and you might have seen them, but with all the stuff that went on in horror last year, we talked about what a huge year it was. We had a new Scream. We had a new Texas Chainsaw. We had the return of Jordan Peele with Nope. We had Smile. We had Barbarian. David Cronenberg, Back to Body Horror. There was so much going on. There were a lot of smaller movies that were really great, too, last year. We talked about uh, a couple. We talked about what Josiah saw. That was one of my favorites. We talked about Saloon. You guys didn't like as much, but that was one of my favorites. We talked about Hatching. And I'm still, I'm still getting through... All the movies that came out last year, my top 10 is not solidified, but these two movies this week are in my top 10 for sure, beginning with All Jacked Up and Full of Worms. This is a movie that I've been following since last summer, premiered at uh, Fantasia International Film Festival in Montreal, and also uh, played at Fright Fest, and it just, you know, you see the title, all jacked up and full of worms to me, I'm interested right away. That's all it takes. And then I saw the trailer, and I'm go. I'm all go from that point on. But this movie went straight to Screenbox, which is one of the few services that none of us have. I, I haven't pulled the trigger on Screenbox yet, but they've been making moves, trying to do original exclusive runs. They had Terrifier 2 last year, 
another surprise hit. They just got uh, Project Wolf Hunting, which has uh, been getting a lot of buzz. A little more of an action movie, it looks like, but one of those gory gory sort of genre mashups from what I understand they've got that too so I didn't see this until now it's VOD in a few spots or you can watch this free with ads on a site called the local now actually since we started preparing for this episode all jacked up and full of worms has become available on prime it's uh, free on Tubi with ads you can watch it free on voodoo with ads and you can VOD in a couple spots this is uh, written and directed by Alex Phillips it's his debut feature film and I love this movie. This is the story of Roscoe. He's a, a, a bit of a down-on-his-luck guy. He cleans uh, rooms at the Notel Motel and lives with his girlfriend, who seems to be taking on a lover right in front of him. She's a, a, a very new age, and she's got some new age ideas. Roscoe gets kind of turned out a little bit of his own house, and he ends up falling into the seedy underworld of drugs. Mm-hmm. Those drugs being worms. Mm, mm -hmm. In this movie, in the universe of this film, you do worms and you get really fucked up. You eat them, you snort them. You can even apply the worms right to an open wound and Why get not? messed up that yeah. way. This movie reminded me of so many things that I like. It's this hallucinatory, drug-fueled body horror. Reminded me, of course, of, of David Cronenberg, reminded me of Har Harmony Corinne stuff. This is actually reminded me a lot of the Necrophiles, e even, uh, and I want to talk more about the similarities. Mm. This is outsider art to me, 100% outsider art. It was exactly what I wanted it to be from seeing the trailer. It was exactly what I hoped. I've watched this like five times. I own it, bought a digital copy of this. And uh, I just, I can't get enough. It's so great. Love to talk to Alex Phillips. Keep that in mind, Kat. <laughs> I know you're not a, I know you're not a big fan of this. Let's just get right down to it. What's the problem with this movie, Cat? I was just so so confused uh, by this movie. Then the confusion turned into disgust, and then back to confusion and back and over and over and over again. I think, you know, I think it did its job as a horror film because I found myself to be quite horrified uh, watching this this movie. Confused by the baby doll, mostly. Mm -hmm. um, the baby sex doll. Youth um, series pleasure doll. Thank you, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Was this man a, a pedophile? Did he want to be a parent? Was he both? Don't know, either way, it's gross. I assume, you know, obviously the the worms are the representation for for drugs IRL. You know, that's what this movie represents. Correct. Yeah, sure. Don't know, don't really care. Uh was it all a drug-induced fever dream? You guys can explain it to me if you want. You can talk about the intricacies of film underground outsider acid trips or whatever the fuck. Um <laughs> I don't really care. This was an hour and some minutes. Of an hour and 11 minutes. An lean hour. and mean. Yeah. Lean. Don't yep. say the thing. I've been robbed of an hour <laughs> oh, and 11 you said minutes. It. You said it. I've been robbed. At precious time that I could have been Sad. doing anything else. A puzzle. You've been watching more Golden Girls been. reruns. You know, I love the Golden Girls. <laughs> That's how I get to sleep at night. Did you snort worms when you watched it? Um, I snorted... Um, 
I can't even I can't even think of a funny joke. Uh, cocaine. I wish I was high watching this movie. I should have been more high watching this movie. But you gotta I don't learn your shapes. Your shapes are all wrong. That's the problem. You stop talking to me about shapes. I don't want to hear about the shapes. I don't want to hear about worms ever again. And um, yeah, that's all. Another classic Trent pick where I want to say that I never would have watched this movie. And I'm glad that I did. Oh, great. Good. Oh, thank you, Kevin. I'm glad. I'm glad. Yeah. I will never watch it again. Oh, my God. I'm going through a lot of stuff right now. Yeah. And I love what this movie ultimately does to you. It's a deep, deep dive into mental health. Yes, um, it is. Yes. And I'm going through that right now. Uh, so I fucking hated this movie, <laughs> but I loved this movie, mm. if that makes any sense at all. Dave, what do you think? Just wow. In my top 10 of this year, for sure. Um, I like how Trent's weeks always have a cuck. Get the fuck. Uh, that's a nice touch, Trent. Yeah, you're very consistent. There's usually some sort of uh, vengeance. There's yeah. a bully's. Someone that got bullied is getting revenge, and there's a cuck. Yep. This movie has everything you'd ever want in a horror movie besides plot, but <laughs> <laughs> it it's so quotable that I don't even need. That is enough plot for me that I'm going to run around thinking these stupid things in my head all the time. I actually had a totally different experience than you, Kevin. I actually thought it was just like outrageous and uh, kind of hilarious uh, a lot of the time how far they took things. Very, very original. The not-so-special effects have like a Tim and Eric yes. awesome show. <laughs> I was Great job. Tim and Eric. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, definitely. Uh, it's like really surreal. I like the production quality and the blurred Lines between like reality and the hallucination reminding me of uh, Naked Lunch, Cronenberg. Oh, yeah. Like kind of yeah. a slept on Cronenberg, yep. I think. And I thought this sadistic cla half clown guy yeah, was yeah. one of the most menacing <laughs> uh, bad guys ever. He was just unpredictable and yeah, off the I'm, chain. Like he was no. crazy. I thought he was terrible. I thought that was a terrible, terrible but uh, character. This is definitely not a crowd pleaser, but. Today, I rewatched this while in the studio. I had it on all day, and it's on Tubi now. Oh, it is. Tubi what? with ads. It's also on Prime, but I didn't check to see if you have to rent oh, it. Oh, good news. Yeah. Great. Good to see. Great. But I love this. Top 10. Great. Awesome. Good Which, to see this movie making moves. It should be, it should be out there should be out there more, in my mm -hmm. opinion. You know, I've I've read some interviews and seen... He hasn't, like I said, um, Phillips hasn't done a ton of press, but... He, he made this movie after having a mental break of his own. And so, right. Kevin, you definitely nailed that. That's very much part of, of what's going on in the movie. But he's talked about wanting to wanting to portray the, the insanity and the darkness uh, and all of that, but also just the humor and the craziness of it all. This is no budget. He's described it as no budget. This was a bunch of friends scraping up. None of the performers are... Well, a couple, but mostly this is a group of friends from Chicago that all do other things that are involved in the arts or in film or music or whatever. So they just scraped up what money they could, you know, from the day jobs and what people could could put into the film and, and made it as, you know, kind of a crew. And it, to me, that's the most inspiring thing to see. And we've talked about, you know, no budget shot on video type stuff, necrophiles. And I just love when somebody can make something like this out of 
pure creativity and resourcefulness. I love the practical effects in this, even though it's it's no budget. There's a lot of great that whole ending. I just love all the the worms, the tentacles that are coming out of people, and all the gushing, squirting fluids. It's just a fire hose of fluids at the end of this movie. Fire hose of fluids. So good. (laughs) You guys obviously didn't uh, do your research because this is a sequel to How to Eat Fried Worms. (laughs) (laughs) I thought one, one of the things I liked about it was I thought it got a lot of the drug culture stuff right. I loved when. Roscoe decides to do worms with his girlfriend and they eat them. And then, you know, his girlfriend's new boyfriend is there as well at the house. And he goes to grab a worm and Roscoe says, he stops him and says, we should snort ours. And then they, they proceed to then snort the worms. I also loved how you talked about the clown guy. He's like the bad guy. There's this crazy guy with clown makeup on and his girlfriend that are just running around having sex on trash cans and with a, a box cutter and, and just causing I, I, problems. I hate that guy. Oh, just, just, I hate that fucking guy. Nobody yeah. fucking cares what you think, man. <laughs> I, but I liked how later on in the movie, they, they have a run-in with Benny, uh, excuse me, with Roscoe and with Benny, who is the, the other main character here. And I loved how it shows how these like alliances can so immediately shift when there's drugs on the table so to speak, or in the equation. In one minute, they're enemies and they're like trying to kill each other. But then all it takes is somebody, you guys want, hey, do you want to do some worms? And then all of a sudden, they're just friends for that time, just for the amount of time that they're going to, they're going to, they can all agree on the drugs. You know, drugs bring people together. It's really, yeah, it's really a film about friendship. It is. Really, if you think about it. Totally, absolutely. (laughs) Here's the thing. I'm all for underground you know filmmakers and low budget sure you're all for them in the way that like i'm all for baby formula sure (laughs) (laughs) here's the thing if any of you had made a movie like this i don't know if i'd want to be friends with you anymore (laughs) i don't know if you came at me if you if your namaste turns out like this i'm out i'm out I could only I could only ever hope for my film to turn out like this. This is, you know, and that's one of the things I was thinking. Every choice that's made in this movie is the choice I would want to see made and the choice that I would want to make. If I, you know, if I really were to make a film, I would want to make I agree with that. Mm-hmm. The uh I think the saying that it's low budget, even even revealing that undersells it because I think it's just the right amount of whatever they're yeah. doing. Yeah. They don't deviate too much from what everything looks like. It's all very consistent for like an amateur film. It doesn't look low budget to me. I it think looks it looks good. really great. Yeah. I, yeah. Aesthetically, this film is good. Even just down oh. to the wardrobe, like everything is, it's very naturalistic. It has a very naturalistic vibe. You believe the characters are who they are. And They'd be totally, dressed the way it doesn't. It's like it's like cosmic. <laughs> but, 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 what do you, but, but what do you guys think he's really trying to say? I don't well, know. I, th- I have no idea. I sure think that, that ultimately, honestly, this movie reminds me a lot of Magnolia. That was, by the end of this movie, all the gushing of fluids and the mutations of the bodies and Benny and Henrietta, who is the sex worker, start making out in all the, of the 
uh, Viscera, and that song comes in. It sounds just like Amy Man. It's it's uh, I I forget who did the original score, but the song comes in. It's just like Amy Man in Magnolia, and so you have on the screen all of this disgusting, grotesque stuff happening on happening. But then this this amazing, this emotional, this beautiful song comes on this ballad and then it, it ends with with Benny and Henrietta together and the baby which we, we've only touched on oh, I, I really like I, it's, it's emotional to me and to me what he's sort of getting at here are a bunch of people who are really fucked up but what they want they just want regular normal things they want love they want to give and receive love and they want to be happy and it's kind of an uphill battle because they are so fucked up and they're involved in so many fucked up things you know can they get there and i thought at the end you know this movie to me gave you a little bit of hope that in the middle of all this craziness all this grotesque terrible stuff you know you could reach that moment where the amy man song comes on you know it's great you had me at touch the baby or touch on the baby. <laughs> Don't um, touch the baby. That was one of my favorite parts. As soon as that happened, I was like sold. I was like, these guys it's like are two minutes bonkers. in. Oh my god! I well, it just so gets worse. I don't think to answer your question, Cap Benny is Roscoe's, but I don't think uh, it's con- it's unclear to me whether they even knew each other. Roscoe being the main character, whether he knew Benny before or he just happens upon him in the in the motel. But Benny is a guy who wants nothing more than to have a kid or at least that's how he he puts it he wants to have a baby uh-huh. and so he orders a baby online a, a, a baby doll yes and it turns out that what he gets is something called the youth series pleasure doll sure it's a it's a, like a little baby doll that you would buy at the store for kids except it has a big gaping mouth a haunting mouth, a haunting mouth <laughs> for people to but i don't think that's why <laughs> for people to what that's Trent? not what he was that's not why he bought it and i think that's why he slams it down they show him read the directions and, and he slams like, the baby down he's benny you fucking idiot you're such a moron i see i think that he didn't mean to i thought there was like an inner struggle there well, of him I mean, being like why would you want to fuck this baby well, yeah, but then he does eventually. That's the thing. Yeah, yeah there's no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We get there eventually. <laughs> I just thought when he when he's feeding, he's pouring milk into the big gaping oh, mouth. Oh god! Stop then, it! That, I don't want to talk about it. The problem I have with this is um, none of the characters are actually fully developed. I don't know. I would argue they're very well developed. You got a guy that wants to be a dad and orders a sex doll. You, I loved Henrietta as one of my favorite characters. She's the sex worker at the Notel Motel, and she seems to be working for a guy. And the cast in this is so weird because none of them really, uh, save a couple, are professionals. So I couldn't even find the guy who plays the worm guru that they watch on TV. There's a TV show that cuts in and out. When, and I love when films do that. There's a show called uh, Echoes of Angels where this worm guru guy is being interviewed. He's also uh, Henrietta's pimp. In, in the film, and I, I can't find the actor's name. It's not listed on IMDb or anywhere else. But I, I thought that the Henrietta character was great. I thought Roscoe was great, and I thought his girlfriend was well-developed, too. I would disagree with that. I have a question. How many worms were killed in the making of this movie? Mm-hmm. Hmm? Interesting question. Or did it just make more worms? Because... Yeah, because you, because they can you just, cut them in half. And yeah, then, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I did. I did see one interview, and it was it was kind of awkward. But uh, Alex Phillips was asked about that, and he said that all the the worms were real, and they they really ate them and snorted them, and everyone got high. That was his answer. He's so 
he's great. He's I <laughs> hope he it. wants to be on the podcast. On yeah. Ah, I hate it. Sorry. I looked at the wrong time. It should have been a short. Yeah, I mean, it almost is at an hour and 11 minutes. Could have been oh. shorter. I thought it was great. And the, the ultimate demise, without spoiling anything, the ultimate demise is very crazy. I loved the, the Worm King. There is a, a king of the worms that's alluded to, talked about, and shown eventually in the movie, this floating... He doesn't do anything, though. This floating Worm King, yeah, he just talks, <laughs> and he, he talks in the same voice as the zombie baby in Necrophiles. It's the same pitched, pitched-up weird voice that we saw in that movie that's so funny, and he just keeps you know babbling the unlearn your shapes, your shapes are all wrong, and all that stuff. I miss the necrophiles. I liked how when after people do worms for a while, they vomit up big clumps of worms and then eat them again. You know, you get high the first time and then you throw up all the worms and then they just like, you know, Getting start picking them out of their supply. own vomit. Yeah, yeah. It's great. I want to eat some worms right now. I'll I was, I was no, envious. It I'm looked not... like fun. I know. Like one night of that. One night of <laughs> worms. Would be well, they're snorting fun. the worms and they just, the, the worms still hanging out of their noses and they're just walking around with. If I was 10 years younger, I would do worms right now. Can you guys get worms? <laughs> Call your worm guy. like that noise at all. (laughs) All right, my next pick for best of 2022 (laughs) under the radar, (laughs) another top 10. This would probably be number seven. Uh, This is a Spanish movie called Piggy, and this is on Hulu right now or VOD, written and directed by Carlotta Pereira. This is another feature film debut from the director. This began its life as a short film, and I think the short film is still on Alter. Didn't you watch the short, Kevin? Yeah. Yep. I meant to, and I forgot. Be interesting to check that out. This was, uh, again, later in the year, and this got a short theatrical limited run in the States. It played Alamo Draft House for like a brief run, so this didn't get a lot of attention either. This is... Uh, I consider this kind of a mashup it's a black comedy slasher revenge coming of age kind of a a carry i would liken it very much to carry this is a story of a teenager named sarah who is a uh, a victim of bullying pretty uh brutal bullying not only from her peers i would say but also from her family her parents own a butcher shop in this small Spanish town. She has a little brother. She works in the butcher shop and is just mercilessly tormented by the mean girls of her school. She is a bigger gal, and this movie doesn't shy away from Sarah's body. That's a big part of the movie. The actress that plays Sarah, Lori Galan, I don't know Laura Galan. I don't know. I don't 
think she's done a lot of stuff, but she played um, the same character in the short, uh, which is called Sardita. Incredible performance. This is another movie where I love when amateur actors or not even really actors, first time, whatever. I love when amateurs give these performances that are so lifelike, so realistic, so powerful. Her performance in this is just powerhouse as the the bullied girl and and the film makes no um it, it doesn't pull any punches with with her struggles and gets into ultimately something we see in a lot of these revenge type movies we've talked about uh movies like christine and movies like the craft where you begin with a sympathetic character who's being picked on but by the end of the movie we talked about in christine we didn't we didn't sympathize with the character anymore. And I think that's kind of what the craft is about too. And a lot of other movies where the question sort of becomes like, when does the victimized person become worse than the victimizers? You know, when, what do you do when you're that person? Do you let that make you worse than them or at least like stoop to their level? What road do you take as the person who's been victimized? I think that's the question at the heart of Piggy. I don't think it necessarily gives you every easy answer to that. I think that's part of what's so interesting about this movie. Love this movie. Big fan of this. I was also raised by butchers. You were. And we had our, a butcher shop much like this. I like uh, quirky Spanish revenge horror films. I like uh, Spanish mysteries. Um, I'm just kind of a sucker for the, the storytelling. I really like this story. Whoever oinked to the script is a genius. <laughs> Alex De La Iglesia. Kind of reminded me a little bit of yes, that. Yeah, yes. Yeah, his films. Yeah. yeah. I think of this as like a live action Muppets Miss Piggy bi biopic, like an offshoot, uh, maybe origin story of Miss Piggy. You know, you have like the, the horniness, the desperation, the rage. Yes, true. Um, She's very horny. Right, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. And I have, I have a bunch of stuff that I'd like to say about this movie, but we get into some spoiler territory. But uh, to sum it up, I really liked Piggy. I saw it when it first came out, and I just revisited it. And I liked it uh, more, I think, on revisiting it. Yeah, me too. I did the stupid thing accidentally that I was specifically told... Twice. Not to do, <laughs> which was... Uh, not to watch this movie with the audio dub over. There's two versions on yes. Hulu. There's an English dub version, mm -hmm. and there's a Spanish uh, subtitle version. Yes, yeah. yes. Trent made it very clear. Very clear. With, you which know, one we should he watch. He did, Crystal. and I was just like, gonna watch this one instead on it, accident. It says right on it. It really does. English dub. But, but... Even with the horrendous it's so English bad. dub. It's a ruiner. I'm glad you brought it up. I knew that this one was aces, was a very good one. This might be an, a boring segment because I think we all like oh, this. Oh, I thought you I thought you so hated much. this one too. I did not hate this one. Oh, oh, no, you no, were no, no. Oh, okay. I got the wrong idea because you were so angry about the other one. Well, I was and that I feel like over you know, I watched Piggy and was like, Oh, this movie was great. I bet the other pick's really good, too. <laughs> no. The emotions of the actors still came through, even with the horrendous English dub over it. Like, I could still, so I could still see the passion and, and the, uh, the essence of the talent of these actors. Everyone, like, everyone in this movie pulled their weight and gave an incredible performance. Yeah. Obviously, 
main actress just knocked it out of the park. Um, obviously, you know, the bullying was hard to watch, you know, ha- having been an overweight teenage girl, you know, not that obviously I've, I had it that bad. Um, uh, but it's there, really, it's, really, it's bad. a lot. It's, it's a lot. A it's lot. a lot. It's it at times uh, like com not comical, but at times, you know, Nick, Nick watched this movie with me and he was like, that's just how, why there, that's not. That doesn't happen. I'm like, well, it does. It does, it yes, does bud. It does. Were you the one doing it? I was like, is that why you weren't bullied, Nick? Is that why? Because you're so cool. But yeah, so definitely intense, but emotional. But I was, I, I don't know. I never really had the moment of like not on team her for the movie. Like I kind of just wanted her to join the killer and just like have like a uh, like a true romance kind of a thing go on and obviously the only um thing that matters to people about her is that she's fat like mm. she doesn't have a personality really she doesn't her thoughts don't really matter you know it's just people telling her what to do um based on her weight like when she goes and like gets you know the things for her dad and also he's like oh get yourself a little snack and so she does and like the woman behind the counter is like do you you really want that? She's like, mm. no, you oh, know. Oh my god! But so I th- bad. yeah, I thought it was just I thought it was an interesting plot. You know, it's a f- fun story for me. I don't know, but it was um, I don't know. It's just like enamored with her. It was just stylistically, I thought it was awesome. It was beautiful. You know, the cinematography looks great, if you yeah. will. Yeah, it was just an all around. Um, it was a ve- I would happily watch it again with. Subtitle. <laughs> yeah, whatever. I should have said that in the introduction. Whatever you do, do not. Do not it, it's unbelievably bad. The dub is like. I feel like I could make uh, a killing uh, doing dubs. Anyone could. You know do what it. I mean? Like comparatively. It's so sad. If this I is all know, you got to do. I'd love to know the decision making behind. I have to confess, the first time I watched it was dubbed. Oh, and see, I went all the way through. I was just too lazy. Well, I was comfortable. Team dub. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't want to read. The second time I watched it. Uh, you know, with the, the, the first time I did too, because I rented it before it was on Hulu. I rented it, and when you rent it, it just defaults to the dub. And I, I watched maybe twenty minutes, and I was like, I cannot watch. I love what's happening on the screen, but I am not going to be able to make it through this movie. So I started messing around with the subtitles, and then I, I found that oh, I can switch it you over. So it with, with Hulu, yeah. it does two different versions. But um, the the thing, the the story of this movie is that it, Sarah's life as a as a, a bullied teen intersects with a killer who's come into town, and he ends up uh, killing some of her tormentors or capturing, Good. I should say, uh, some of her tormentors. And so the rest of the movie is. It, these decisions that Piggy makes, excuse me, that Sarah oh. makes. Wow. Well, I mean, wow. that's, you know, no, I, didn't, I didn't name the movie. Uh, <laughs> so the, a lot of the, the, the central idea of the movie is that Sarah knows what has happened to her tormentors. And she begins this sort of, this weird sort of relationship with the killer. And I think that's one of the most important aspects of the movie. It's about Sarah's coming of age. And she is uh, coming into her own sexually. That's a big part. There's a heartbreaking scene where she's being um, questioned in the police station. She has her period. It's awful. There's so many scenes that are so hard to watch that poor Sarah is subjected to. Oh, my God. Do we 
know why the killer is obsessed with her like right off the bat Do, does he is he I just like he sees just her from afar i don't like, know i don't know was he in love with her i guess i was like kind of curious how he kind of came across well he met know. her at the pool and he saw the i think he saw the bullying at the pool and then he had a chance where he could have he could have taken her as a victim and he doesn't and they have this sort of unspoken understanding that he's going to let her live mm-hmm. and she's not going to turn him in no, it, 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 it's, well. it's it's very it's very based on bullying. Um, I thought maybe he like loved her a little bit. I feel like this is a uh, Fight Club situation. Oh no 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 no! What I th- I feel like it's the breaking point. It's the embodiment of her rage, high tension against her bullies. <gasps> yeah, Whoa. high tension. Wow, exactly. That's why he's so killer. obsessed wow. with her. That's why he's <laughs> oh everywhere. God. She gets mad. This is, is her where... fantasy man, right? Wow. Whenever she's bullied, he turns up. Her fantasy man takes care of, not only takes care of her tormentors, but loves her. Right. Mm. Wow. Interesting. And he leaves her. Okay, this is, I think you wanted something because I thought it was so weird that (laughs) he sees her. I hate that. He sees her at the store when she she doesn't have enough money for all her hostess treats that she hides under her bed. Uh, And and he sees her not have enough money, and then he goes to the counter, he buys her little hostess treats, and then leaves them on her windowsill for her to find later. Wow, that never occurred to me. I think, think at least thematically, I think that is correct. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Crack the case. Nope. 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 Bullshit. I think think that's bullshit. You skinned the pig. I don't know. Yeah, I think you were onto something, Kat, when you mentioned... Or Kevin, you brought up that there's no, there's very little dialogue for Sarah and Kat. You mentioned that nothing that she says matters. She just gets criticism from everyone. She's only seen as an overweight person. Mm-hmm. I thought one of the most heartbreaking things in this movie was how her family is constantly berating her about her weight. Like one minute they're mentioning that she needs to lose weight and her mother is throwing down just like a bunch of chopped raw vegetables on the table. But then the next minute they're giving her a soda telling her here drink this cola to calm your stomach like they're they're both they're criticizing like old, old world traditional hypocrites kind of yeah, like. yeah. yeah. and they're both large yeah right. yeah that's the thing they're not like fit i don't know it's just it's yeah. institutionalized it's um fat phobia fat phobia yes yeah. it is i thought yeah. that uh like introverted deadpan performance was kind of like uh like may yeah uh where you see her kind of transform cuz my take on the ending it seemed as though she transformed over the movie uh, to get worse and worse and worse. I don't think it gives you a clean... It, it doesn't spare her from her own failings. I think she ultimately makes the right choices, but she's made so many, so many dubious choices at best leading up to that that I think that's one of the cool things. I don't think it just says, oh, Sarah's great. What what do you think about the fact that she gravitates towards this killer? I think that part of the story is about her sexual development and her development as an individual and her rebellion against her parents in that she, she when there's a scene that's very important where she masturbates to thoughts of the killer in her room. And I think a lot of the movie is is that age when you turn out your parents and you decide that you're your own person and you're you've reached puberty and you hate your parents. And, and you I'm gonna masturbate hate... as much as my dad does. Exactly. And and I thought the killer I thought that, that her affection for the killer and her willingness to maybe go along with him 
I think that's what that was saying. It was about her and the, rejecting her parents and trying to be her own person. I also, well, I also think that, you know, up until this point, she's, you know, hasn't really had anyone see her as anything but Any, right. the fat girl. You know right. what I mean? So finally someone pays her, even if it's the attention of, hey, I'm going to fucking murder A your killer. bully. She's like, fuck yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Right. So She's willing to throw her own parents. It's kind of like, uh, I mean, you guys that have kids... You know that you know when the time comes where they want you to drop them off around the corner because they're embarrassed of you and they think you're an idiot. You don't know anything. <laughs> and, you know, I mean, I thought that was kind of where Sarah was in this. Yeah, I don't really know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Did everybody see the lifeguard in this? There's a, a quick shot of the, the lifeguard that the killer has uh, dispatched of. Did you notice the lifeguard? No. On, the lifeguard is dead at the bottom of the pool. Oh. There's a, okay, there's a lot of blink and you miss it in this movie. Okay. This movie is a good example of something that I feel like I find that I'm not making up where a lot of movies from overseas, I think a lot of times you really have to pay closer attention to little things. They don't seem to spoon feed you quite as much. This movie I thought was confusing the first time and there are a lot of quick little scenes that if you miss... When Sarah is swimming in the pool and she's being tormented by the mean girls, it shows that the lifeguard is bound, gagged, and dead at the bottom of the pool. The guy, before she got there, killed the lifeguard. There's a lot of those little scenes in this. You really need to watch every scene in this movie. Well, I think without the lead, uh, it would have not have been possible. Uh, you could have had someone that was a real ham. It's <laughs> not an easy role. I think I would... I, I was thinking the same thing... This is a very brave role because of the way it, the the camera is unsparing of Sarah's body. Yeah. She is left at the pool after the tormentors take all of her clothes and all of her items. She has to walk all the way home in a two-piece bikini. She gets harassed by guys on the street, like seriously harassed. It's more than a role. It's like uh, roles. Yeah. Stop. Oh, God. It kind of reminded me of... Uh, of Henrietta in the other film, also a, a, a non-actor who was completely naked and vulnerable before the camera. I just think to be that vulnerable with your own, to be so intimately vulnerable in front of a camera and pull it off, be so affecting and realistic. I mean, that is... There's a lot of that this week. I wouldn't I feel do like it. A I would lot of the performances this, yeah. this week have just very courageous. I love the uh, use of social media in this. We, we've talked about how filmmakers reckon with the omnipresence of social media and the phones in this movie. One of the big things that kicks off Sarah's journey is that some of the mean girls come into the butcher shop while she's working and they buy meat from her parents. And she has what is kind of a friendly interaction with them in the shop. But then shortly after they leave the shop, she opens up her Instagram and there's a picture of her and her family, her mom and her dad at the butcher shop that the girls have taken and they've captioned it, three little pigs. Fucking bitches. And everybody's laughing. And then later on when she's at home, she sees that the post has gone somewhat viral that's been reposted and is a flood of comments. Everybody's laughing. It's so heartbreaking to see. Very realistic. Um, and she likes it. She still has to. I thought like, that was so. She has to press the heart button because like, she, she has no choice but just, to laugh at the joke that's at her expense. Yeah. Oh my god! I feel like I could, you know, say say a lot about you know adolescent feelings, 
that this film drummed up. I'm not gonna, but I will say that the um, the guy, uh, the killer in this film, could uh, could definitely get it for sure. <laughs> yes, Daddy of the Week. That is my. Oh, we haven't had a Daddy of the Week in a while. I, I choose him, Daddy of the Week. <laughs> he never sausage a hunk. <sighs> Dave. <laughs> I thought that was one of the weird things about uh, worms is the the way it uses the word daddy in I so many it. weird <laughs> ways. He has it on his stupid fucking name tag. I don't want to talk yeah, about We're not talking about that movie daddy, anymore. We're done. When he sees Henrietta outside the, the motel and she says, you want to be my baby or my daddy? <laughs> it's such a good like motel sex proposition. <laughs> That's how I get him. <laughs> Next week, Dave, you are up once again. Yeah, I've had enough body shaming. I'm ready to hit the gym, and we're going to get our spring bodies in shape. Beach body time. Yes, beach body time. Next week, we have Death Spa, Oh, uh, and we have Aerobicide. Death Spa is on Shutter right now, or free with ads on Tubi or Plex. Aerobicide, a.k.a. Killer Workout. You might see it listed uh, as Killer Workout from 87. It's on YouTube right now, or you can watch on a great ad-supported site called Cult Picks with an X.